0: This week on the Small Church Media Podcast, we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome as a small church, and specifically as it relates to tech and media. With so many churches and other people, quote unquote, doing it big and doing it right online, it's so easy to feel discouraged and think that media is just a waste of time. So let's debunk this line of thought. Sounds good? Let's get into it. This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Well, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. We are officially through Holy Week. We have gotten through Monday, Thursday, Good Friday in Easter Sunday services, and maybe even some of you guys had an Easter sunrise service. Oh, goodness, man. Um, To be honest with you, I never grew up in a church that did that, and our church has only done one Easter sunrise service We recorded it in a cemetery and then published it live at like 6.30 a.m. So I didn't need to show up. It was glorious. But either way, we are officially through Holy Week. And I don't want to say that with any sort of sacrilege or just haphazardly of just, oh, we got through Easter week. This is the greatest week, in my opinion, of the Easter calendar. But at the same time, it is one of the most exhausting weeks for a church and a pastor in the church calendar. And for some churches, maybe you included, you had up to four or five, Extra services that you had to pull off this past week. And, hey, maybe you guys even had an Easter icon too. I don't know. But either way, I know so many churches have poured hours and hours and hours around this week's services. And if that is you, I just want to say <laughs> take a break, take a breath. You did it, you did phenomenal, because at the end of the day, we were all about creating experiences and services and opportunities for people to hear about the good news of Jesus. And as you are coming out of one of the busiest weeks of church life, you know, like second to Christmas, I want to encourage you to, you know, maybe buffer out a little bit of time in your schedule and start looking into matters that, you know, maybe you've neglected recently such as your bulletin design and layout, maybe what software you're using to even manage your church and communication and how all of that is set up and have you set up proper flows for when visitors walk into your church or if someone maybe hasn't been in church in a while. And also ask the question of, is your church website in order? And to help you make sure your website is in order, I created a free resource called the Small Church Website Audit that you can download for free over on our website over at smallchurch.media. Just to confirm, it's not small church.media.com. Get rid of the .com, just smallchurch.media. And this audit is a PDF download that walks you through the four different tests that you will put your own website through. And by the end, you will be able to say definitively, yes, we passed or nope, uh, we we got some work to do. So head over to the website, smallchurch.media, click the free resources tab and download that free PDF website audit now. And by doing that, you'll also be signing up for our new email list where I give you tips and tricks and let you know when I create more free resources that are designed to help your small church. And if you want to listen to an episode all about the, the four different tests that you can put your website through to make sure your website is doing its job, go back to literally last week where we broke down each one of those tests. But today, we're not here to talk about that PDF audit. Again, we're going to talk about Imposter syndrome, and specifically as it relates to you as a small church around your tech and your media. So, imposter syndrome. First question is: Is, is have you even heard of this phrase before? <laughs> and I'm and I'm sure you have. But just to make sure we're all on the same page, I actually brought in a quote from verywellmind.com. There's literally you just Google what is imposter syndrome, and you will get a thousand different answers. But I really liked the answer that they gave. And they said that imposter syndrome is the experience of feeling like a phony. You feel as though at any moment you're going to be found out as a fraud. Like you don't belong where you are, and you only get there through dumb luck. It can affect anyone, no matter their social status, work background, skill level, or degree of expertise. The term was first used by psychologists Susanna Imes and Pauline Rose Clance back in the 1970s. When the concept of imposter syndrome was introduced, it was originally thought to apply to the most high-achieving women. Since then, though, it has been recognized as a more Widely experienced thing. And you might feel imposter syndrome in so many different areas. In fact, I talked with a lot of different pastors, and they feel imposter syndrome even when they're preaching that they're just somebody who they actually are not. And, you know, there's so many different types of imposter syndrome out there, and they all show themselves in, in different ways. And again, this is coming from that same website. I'll put that link in the show notes from verywellmind.com. They actually gave five different types of imposter syndromes and ways that it can come up. The 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 first one is a superhero, which means you overwork yourself to make up for how inadequate you feel. Another one is just a natural genius, which you you, uh, set exceedingly high goals and then you feel crushed when you do not meet them. Another one is just the expert, which means you're never satisfied with your level of understanding and you're always trying to learn more at the rate and feel that someone might even pass you and you might not know something. Another one is the perfectionist, which means you're never completely happy with your work and instead you focus on what's wrong instead of focusing on the strengths and what can go right. And the last one, which is pretty popular I've heard, is the soloist which means you prefer to work alone. You won't ask for help for fear of appearing weak or incompetence. And imposter syndrome, if we look at those five different types of ways it can show up and the type of people that it can fall into, and the fact that so many people can feel like what the definition said is a phony, where you feel as any moment you're going to be found out as a fraud, this can come into play specifically with small churches regarding their media. So how does imposter syndrome show up in the life of the small church by way of media? Whenever small churches start to step Into the use of media, you know, whether that be a different type of uh, presenter screen or social media or website or print materials or texting, email chains, all those different stuff, they instantly find out that there are so many people out there that, you know, sometimes we've heard of the phrase, you know, small fish in a big pond. A lot of times when it comes to specifically church media and tech, it feels more like a small fish in an ocean of people. Like with social media, there are people who post better design content on their feeds. They create these amazing sermon video clips, or even these sermon jam mashups. They have the perfect Instagram reel and TikToks, and they have thousands and th- thousands. And you know, some pastors have tens of thousands of followers. With church websites, you know, you might finally get your website up and rolling, you're happy with it, you're proud of it, but the second you start seeing what other churches, specifically maybe big churches in your area do, you find out that they have better pictures better layouts, better stats, better effects, better way of doing their sermons, better way of doing events. And you ask the question, okay, if someone sees my website next to their website, they're obviously gonna go to the other church and not mine because their website is just so much better. Even with how you design your stage and your sanctuary and the flair of all of that one, and this is probably a big one for small churches, including you, because how can a small church compete with the lights, the LED boards, the sound boards, the sound systems, the animations, the animatronics that happen in certain. Service where the setup of just the tech not the people and not the not not the actual physical building and stuff I'm talking just the tech where the setup costs more than a small church's entire budget you know and then they even have sometimes better musicians on top of that their children's ministry environment might be that it's a environment not just a nursery room and the student ministry well I mean, they pretty much got their own building and their own worship center. So how on earth are you supposed to compete with that? When you start comparing yourself with, on social media, websites, design, setups, and communication, and you start putting yourself out there and you start trying new things, you, start, and try, you know, start trying new systems, you start using new way of communications, you begin to realize that you cannot measure up to many churches around you. And the reality is, when it comes to certain things— You can't. And when imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, I said that really weird, but when, when imposter syndrome rears its head, it can cause you to stop dead in your tracks if you let it. So today, I'm gonna talk about the five different ways that you can deal with imposter syndrome as a small church in the world of media tech. And to be honest with you, most of it just starts with your mindset. So let's jump in. How do we deal with imposter syndrome in the world of tech and media? Number one is you have to understand that your church's position to reach certain people that other churches could never reach because not, let's be honest, not everyone is looking for the fast-paced, quick-to-change church culture because here's the deal, all right? People value authenticity over a manufactured experience and people want to be valued and known and not just another number. And you as a small church, you have the ability to do this and create this for people. Your church has the ability to look at someone who walks in the doors, accept them, talk with them, know their name, know what's going on, and help them connect with real life people who are going through real life situations and circumstances just like you. Now, yes, we'll be honest, the big churches with the lights and the sounds, although I don't think they're wrong. I don't think that's necessarily a wrong thing to do. It's just a different way to do it. Those large churches can create some really cool things where you know seekers might be able to walk in and go, okay, so what's actually going on in this church? But the beauty of the small church is not everybody is extremely extroverted and want to be in that sheer amount of people. Your church is positioned to reach certain people in a way that certain churches never could, specifically in your community. So even though you might think, you know, man, we can't offer the same stuff as all the other big churches can or what those churches can or we don't have the time or resources like that church does, it doesn't matter. You just got to understand that your church is positioned to do certain things in a certain way that can have a big impact for the kingdom. The second way you can, you know, um, not just destroy imposter syndrome, but combat it when it starts to pop up in your head is understand that you don't have to reach every single person in every single nation at every single moment of every single day. You are called to steward, What you have and steward it well. This is the big, I would say, fear of social media is the fact of, you know, social media lets us communicate to people and reach people like never before. We can use media to reach people in the 1040 window, down in remote parts of the rainforest and parts of your community that you would never be able to step foot in. And sometimes that responsibility can seem scary and, let's just be honest, impossible. But you don't have to reach every single person across every single tribe or nation every single day. You are called to steward what you have and do it well. And what are we instant stewards of? Well, to be honest with you, we're all stewards of a Facebook page. We can use that to help encourage our church members and create content where they can share. We're all stewards of the people that we actually have in our building and creating ways for them to, yes, enjoy and engage in the worship service. And more than that, engage with one another. And in my opinion, the biggest thing that we have that we can steward well is your church website. And you don't need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to make a new one. Now, if you have that in your budget, that's not a bad thing to do. And it's an actual investment, like you you hire employees to do certain things. You want to make sure you... Put the right time and money in your website to make sure it's doing its job. And again, you can use that free PDF audit to see if your website is doing its job. But when people are looking for a church, they're going to look for you on Facebook. They're going to look for you on Google. These are all free ways to reach people in your community. And my question is, Is are you even stewarding what you have right now? Are you stewarding it well? Because you may not have been given 10 talents. But you may have been given one, and God is just going to hold you for, for account of what you did with that one talent that he gave you. The third thing that we can do when we're dealing with imposter syndrome is understand that media is simply just a tool and a way to connect with people, but it's not the only tool, and it's not the only way to connect with people. You know, social media is such an amazing tool to connect with people. And in fact, um, I run another podcast. I know I've talked about it quite a bit, Real Talk Christian Podcast. We recently actually started a Facebook community where we have people from the United States, from Canada. Uh, Some people have found us in Ireland and some people have even found us in South Africa and other parts all over the world. We have a Facebook group where we all can come together and just talk about our shared experiences, talk about the episodes that we have. And we have been able to reach people like crazy and connect with so many fun, different people. But at the end of the day, Social media is just a tool and it's only a tool. Now, sure, you need to make sure you're using your social media well, your email chains well, your presentation software well, but at the end of the day, it's just a tool to connect with people. But the beautiful thing of the church is it was not meant to ever stay online and have a fake connection. Church is supposed to be able to build community and culture and in, in ways for people to connect and have shared experiences in person. Now, I guess, I mean, not I guess, but I know COVID has changed a lot of things about that. And a lot of people do want to join, join online and engage with people online, such as you know Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, texting, email, all those different things. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that social media specifically is just a tool to use to connect with people. But rather than focusing on the tool, if you just focus on how can we connect the people that we already have, you can guarantee see um, some amazing results come out of your church. Because again, you just need to steward what you have and steward it well. Rather than focusing on which social media platform you should do and what type of content you should just create, just so you can get your church out there, focus on how you can already take the community that you have, maybe on social media, maybe in your church, and how can you connect the dots for each other? Because again, social media is just a tool to connect people to one another, but it's not the only tool. There's so many different ways to do it. And yes, social media is a great way to connect people with one another. But again, it's not the only way. So those are so far three ways of how we deal with imposter syndrome in the world of tech and media for small churches. Again, we have to understand that your church is positioned to reach certain people that other churches may not be able to reach. Two, you have to understand that you don't have to reach every single person across the entire face of the earth at every single moment of every single day. Number three, you have to understand that media is simply a tool and a way to connect people with one another. And number four, you have to understand that uh, successful media-driven churches don't even fully know what they are doing. But here's what separates media-driven churches that do things well versus ones that don't do things well. And it's simply this, they are not scared to try something new. Remember back in our episode when we were talking with Dr. Jen Bennett about how to just show up well on social media? Dr. Jen Bennett is a tremendous professor in communication from Indiana Wesleyan University, and she has built her own platform on the idea of be worth following online. And I asked her what, how not what, but, but, but more so of how pastors can start to, Show up better on social media. And here's what she had to say.
1: Number one, again, pick one platform to be on. Number two, know that you don't have to post every day. Post as you feel led. And number three, I would say be curious. I think curiosity is one of the things that we tend to miss out in our world today. And I love curiosity because, when, again, when we read the Bible, like in the New Testament, Jesus asked like over 300 questions. Um, and I think when we have the opportunity to ask questions on social media, we can not only learn more about our our audience and the people that we have the opportunity to minister to online, but people really enjoy giving their opinion, giving their feedback, giving their thoughts. And so be curious because when you're curious, then that leads to engagement and people want to have conversations with you. So I would say those are my top three tips. Pick one platform, um, post on it, but don't feel like you have to post on it all the time. And then number three, be curious, ask people questions that gets the conversation going.
0: So when you're sitting there thinking to yourself, man, Mark, I, I just don't know what to do. I don't exactly know how to use these platforms. That's okay. Because at the end of the day, yes, you need to understand how to use the platform, which is why we had that conversation a little bit ago about how to use Instagram for your church. But at the end of the day, when imposter syndrome starts to rear its little head and tell you, you don't know what you're doing, so just stop. Just like what Dr. Jen said, stay curious, ask questions, ask questions and try something new. All right, so here's the last little pointer that I can help you and give you about when impostorism when starts to show up, how do you deal with it and deal with it well, is to understand your own goals and your church's vision and make that your target. In the words of Amy Porterfield, if you're not familiar with her at all, she is a tremendous online entrepreneur. She always says, don't chase the shiny object. You got it? Don't chase the shiny object. And here's what that means, all right? There's always a new way to text or email. There's always a new software coming out for churches. There's always a new giving platform coming out. There's always a new social media platform coming out. There's always new changes that happen on social media platforms. There's always a new dot. Dot dot. There's always something new, and there's always something more to try, and there's always new ways of how to do those new certain things. But then, rather than chasing like what Amy Porterfield says, rather than chasing the shiny object and being exhausted just by chasing after something that's always changing, figure out your own goals, figure out your own wins, and do what you need to do to reach those goals. Sure, yes, you can try things that the big, large, quote-unquote, successful, again, we don't know they're successful, but they have seemed successful online. You can try the things that what these successful churches are doing, and but at the end of the day, like what, what Cody Harms was saying a few weeks ago, don't try to look exactly like them because you're going to fall and you are going to fail. Yes, sure, you can try the new things, but if you're presenting yourself in a certain way and trying to present yourself in a certain way, but you personally are not, You're gonna get tired and exhausted and it's just not going to work. I already brought him up a second ago, but Chad Harms, we had that conversation with him with Creekside Bible Church. And he said that everything that they are doing as a small church, again, remember, they're a small church of less than 100 people. Very similar situation, maybe what you find yourself in. They do everything that they do, which is a lot. Social media, three different camera rigs set up for their live stream. He does different types of YouTube videos. He's doing short little videos online all the time. Everything that he and the church does lines up with the church's missions and the values. They don't do it just because it's a fun, popular thing to do. They do it because it fits with the mission of the church. It makes, here's the, here's the kicker, it makes sense for them, but it also makes sense for him as the pastor. So don't chase the shiny new object. Figure out what works for your church. Imposter syndrome is something that is real. And let's be honest, you may feel to be real in your life right now, but it doesn't have to paralyze you or cause you to feel like your church is not good enough. Stay true to your church's mission. Stay true to what your church is all about. Stay true to loving God. Stay true to preaching Jesus. Stay true to loving your neighbor as yourself. And stay true to being a faithful steward of what God has given you. And as we end the show this week, I want to encourage you to go over to the website again. I've already talked about this, but I want to encourage you to do this. Go to smallchurch.media over to the free resources library. I'm slowly trying to build up that library a little bit. But right now on on the library, we have one social... Media pack. I have a couple other ones I'm working on right now. We have a few different sermon series graphics that you can just take and you can use. Obviously, the Easter graphics are there. And you can also find that free website PDF audit that you can download and just go for and see if your website is actually working. And that's the easiest way to sign up for our email list. There's a pop-up that pops up on on the homepage or any page of the website for that matter, where you can put your name and email and you're attached to the email chain. Or every single time you, well, not every single time, but the first time you purchase a Quote, quote unquote. Purchase a free resource. You're also added to the to the email list, and it's as simple as that. But in this conversation about how you deal with imposter syndrome, I just want to encourage you to be faithful with what you have been given. And when imposter syndrome rears its ugly little head, just change your mindset and understand that you are doing what your church can do, and that is okay. and as we end the episode and sign off just like always it would mean the world to me if this episode was an encouragement to you that you would share it with another small church pastor friend or small church leader friend or just a small church maybe that you are a part of and if you're over on Apple Podcasts please leave me a rating and review or if you're on Spotify leave me a rating if you do any of those let me know in an email at hello at smallchurch.media and I would love to send you some sort of coffee gift card doesn't need to be Starbucks if you hate Starbucks I ain't going to send you Starbucks. Let me know what coffee shop you love. And I would get that into the mail as fast as humanly possible. But just like always, I hope you enjoy your time this week with me over here on the Small Church Media Podcast. And I hope our time together has has helped encourage you to edify your congregation and reach new people for Jesus with your church's media. See you next week.
1: The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.